Sound of Football with your host, Colin Summer, brought to you by WHIP. How's everyone doing today? It's Down to Football back with another episode. Hope everyone's doing well. It's fine. Monday morning, a little bit early for me, but we're getting the day started a little bit early. I got two more guests on here. We got a really exciting episode. First, I want to introduce my good friend, Jake Fitzgerald. If you want to tell him a little bit about yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, I'm Jake Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm from East Haven, New Jersey, the same town and uh, county as uh, Colin and Jay-Z. Um, I go to Immaculata University. Uh, I am studying criminology there. I want to be a, uh, a cop or a, a state policeman when I'm older. Um, I play soccer there as well. And then I am a big fan of the six-time Super Bowl champs, New England Patriots. Yes, we got some Patriots fans in here. Jay-Z, if you want to introduce yourself as well. Hi, I'm uh, Jonathan Zier, as Colin called me. My nickname is Jay-Z. I'm from Lumberton, New Jersey, same uh, county, like Jake said. I go to the University of Alabama studying business, and as I'm also a uh, big Patriots fan, like Jake. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you guys for hopping on the episode. I'm glad you guys are here. Like I said, I've been doing this with fan or with some friends, uh, trying to get different fans' perspective from different teams. Uh, we've had Vikings so far earlier in the season. We had Saints, but I'm going to do that one again later just because that wasn't really a part of this whole new series. So we'll do that again. And this time we got the Patriots. So we're kind of just bouncing all around the NFL. It's uh Definitely, I, I really like doing this because it's less of me talking and me finding more about how not just organizations themselves, what are they doing, but how fans, diehard fans feel about their you know pers- or respective organizations. And I just think it's really cool. And again, thank you guys for hopping on. And we are going to jump right into it. So first off, we're going to fill in the blanks. We got three different prompts where I'm going to ask them questions. I'm also going to fill in the prompts, but they're going to go first. So the first one that I'm going to go with is the most surprising team next season will be blank. Jay-Z, Jake, who wants to take it? Um, I'll take it. So it might not be a a massive surprise. They have some good uh, weapons and acquire some good players so far. Um, I like the Cardinals a lot. You know, they got a J.J. Watt in the offseason. He's playing alongside uh, Chandler Jones, who's been the leading uh, sack guy since 2016. Um, they got A.J. Green, who's, you know, got a change of scenery. You know, he could have a uh, he could have a good season. They re-signed Marcus Golden. Um, they got a couple offensive linemen. And they also got Matt Prater because, uh, you know, their kicker was not uh, the best last season. So, I um, they have Chase Edmonds in the backfield. They did lose Kenyon Drake, which is probably a nice loss, uh, but – I do think the Cardinals could be a good surprise. Uh, that division is very good, though. So I think the, um, that defense is going to have to perform. And then it's uh, it's really up to Kyler Murray as well to, you know, give them that uh, that chance to, to perform good. Yeah, I'm with you on this, on this one. Uh, like you said, I do think that they're in a very tough division. We don't really know how the 49ers are going to perform next year since they went from making the Super Bowl to pretty much bottom of the barrel this past season. You have the Seahawks, who usually maintain contention – for a playoff spot, but they have some dysfunctional things going on with the Seahawks or with Russell Wilson situation. So we don't really know exactly what's going on there. And same with the Rams, the Rams, you know, their defense was top three last year, if not the best, they're fantastic. They also acquired Matt Stafford. So they're making a lot of moves over there, but I definitely do like the Cardinals. I think they have a lot of great offensive pieces. I think that AJ green is definitely a boomer bust situation considering his age and his injury, you know, um, past history but if even if he plays at a just an above average level aside you know you have Christian Kirk Andy Isabella who's slept on and then of course DeAndre Hopkins and I I totally agree with you I think that for the offense at least it's totally up to Kyler Murray and you know whether he's on or not and getting J.J. Watt definitely huge again he's kind of the same situation as A.J. Green you know pending his his you know physicality and stuff He's been injured quite often the past couple of seasons, but I'm definitely with you on this one. I really do like the Cardinals this season. Jay-Z? Um, it hurts me to say this, but I have to say the New York Giants. The addition of Kenny Galladay to go along with Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, Evan Ingram, and the return of Saquon Barkley just 
gives Daniel Jones an immense amount of weapons. Um, resounding Leonard Williams was huge. And I just think if Daniel Jones can work on not turning the ball over as much, they'll be able to play really well next year. The division was obviously weak. I don't know how the Cowboys will do. They'll probably improve a lot with Dak healthy. But for this Giants team with a above-average defense and a lot of weapons with Daniel Jones, I think can be a scare, at least for a push for at least a wild card spot. Yeah, I could definitely see this one as well. I think obviously Kenny Galladay, and I'll get to that in a couple minutes when we go bounce to our next segment. But Kenny Galladay is exactly what the Giants needed, and I talked about this on the last episode. Um, me and Chris were going over uh, who, where we, or no, it was two episodes ago where we wanted to see certain free agents go. And I, for Daniel Jones, you know, you got certainly Shepard. He's more of a crossing routes type guy. He takes all the the short yardage. And Darius Lane, he's more of a deep threat. And although Kenny Galladay is also a deep threat, but he's more of a contested ball deep threat and obviously a huge red zone target. But one addition that, Jay-Z, you did not mention that I really like was Kyle Rudolph. And he might not be this crazy big-name player, but he definitely, you know, he's a presence in the red zone. He's also a decent blocker, and that's exactly what we what the Giants need, considering their offensive line isn't all that great. But if Saquon is healthy this year, and I don't, I don't even think we've seen the best of Saquon, considering he's been kind of behind a poor offensive line for the entirety, entirety of his career so far. Um, kind of some wacky inconsistent quarterback play obviously um and and as for Daniel Jones you you know you gotta you gotta give him what he needs you gotta give him that offensive line hopefully Saquon can stay healthy and again I I love the Kenny Galladay move I think that's the perfect fit for the Giants um and especially with with the whole the division is up for grabs I mean the Eagles we don't know what's going on with them yeah Dak Prescott's coming back for the Cowboys but What's their defense like? Have they really done that much on defense outside of signing Keanu Neal? Who knows? Don, I also like the – I'm sorry. sorry. No, you're good. And now the Redskins, Washington football team, still a force of habit. (laughs) Um, They're probably my favorites, but after – With that defense, yeah. With that defense, their defense is very good. But prior to uh, the signings that the Giants have made, I probably would take the Giants right now. But Jake – I mean – Jake, yeah. I I also – Next to Bradbury, I also I also like that uh Dory Jackson signing for the. Oh, uh, I didn't even know they signed Dory Jackson for, for for the Giants. I also I also do like him a lot. He's I think their defense is solid too. I mean they got they have a good backfield. James Bradbury was one of the uh, was one of the best last year too. Yeah, James Bradbury's fantastic. Logan Ryan moving into a safety role, he was fantastic last year. I know you wanted to say something, Jay Z. So go ahead. Uh, I mean I think the success of them is going to revolve around the health of Saquon because he is their key guy, and for if sure. he can't stay healthy, I don't think. It's going to hurt them a lot. But if he can, we, we know how good he can be. Exactly. I totally agree. Um, for me, now, this is probably a really risky kind of take, but I want to go with the Bengals. Now, they're in a tough division, even though the Ravens seem to choke every single year in the playoffs. They're a great regular season team, and there's no denying that. The Steelers do have a great defense, although I do think their offense is not, is not really that good. Um, the Browns, they showed out last year. Finally, you know, they had a winning season and it had, well, I think they had a winning season the season before, but it's just been a long time since they found success. And honestly, same for the Bengals, you know, Andy Dalton was able to bring them to the playoffs, but when was the last time they had a playoff win? Can't even remember that long. Um, but I think that, I think that Mike Hilton, he's not some flashy signing, but for the, the price that he was going for, that's a great, a great slot corner to pick up. Uh, they added Trey Hedrickson. Obviously, as a Saints fan, I'm a big fan of Trey Hedrickson. I do think that's a very risky signing because I do like – I think it was Carl Lawson or Shaq. I'm pretty sure it was Carl Lawson, uh, defensive end for the Bengals, and they were paying him $15 million a year. Uh, it was 50, it was three years, $45 million for his contract, but obviously they didn't want to keep paying him, so they pick up Trey Hedrickson, who had a breakout season, and they're paying him $15 million a year across four years, which is $60 million. So essentially they're just swapping two guys out, but I think that keeping Lawson would probably have been a much better idea considering he's a little bit more proven and they're not relying on now they're relying on Trey Hendrickson continuing, continuing to perform like he did in this past breakout season. Um, so I do think there's a lot of risk there, 
but I'm hoping that the Bengals can nail this draft, whether it's giving Burrow, Jamar Chase, or somehow Penai Sewell slipping and going what, to the what, um, what pick do they have? I believe they have the number uh, – I want to say number five, but I can check real quick. Give me one second. Was adding another weapon for Burrow. This yeah, is a very um, there are some um, good wide receivers in this in this upcoming draft. Yeah, I think, the, I think they're the number five pick this year. They are the number five pick. Um, I could see two, most likely two quarterbacks going within the top five. Um, again, it's just a matter of Penaisu drops or not. Now, I'm not sure if the Dolphins are going to really look for because I believe they're they're the number three pick. I'm not totally sure that they're going to look for a wide receiver considering they did just sign Will Fuller. And I do like that Will Fuller signing, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, So I'm not really sure, you know, considering they have Demonte Parker and then uh, I can't forget. I can't remember the other guy's name, but he's uh, Preston Williams. He's not bad either. And then adding Will Fuller, they have a decent trio there. Um, So I'm not entirely sure that they're going to go after a wide receiver. Uh, They could potentially drop back in the draft, grab an offensive lineman um, or defensive lineman, who knows, but I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh, what the Bengals could do. Now, I'm not saying they're going to be some crazy playoff-ready team, but I think that for a team that, you know, didn't do that great last year, who knows, you know? And I do think a lot of it depends on, you know, Burrow, his ACL recovery. We all know what happened. Very kind of sad injury. We all wanted to see him do well. Um, But, yeah, I I got the Bengals for this one. I also saw Kyle Pitts a lot. uh, Rumors around him with with the Bengals at 5-2. Yeah, I could definitely see that, too. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be really good in the NFL. I think he's an extremely yeah. versatile tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's definitely going to have an immediate impact no matter where he goes. All right, on to the next one. So we have – we have – all right. The 2020 rookie with the best chance to head to Canton is uh, – Jay-Z, oh, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, you go first on this one. Uh, um. I mean, me and Jake had similar, uh, like, choices for this, but uh, I'll go with Justin Jefferson. Uh, he showed last year, I mean, even in college, he showed uh, elite status, uh, 1,400 yards and seven touchdowns in a rookie year. I, I think he broke the rookie record, right? He did. He did. Um, I think he should have won Offensive Rookie of the Year over Herbert, but, I mean, it was kind of a toss-up. But with – that offense, hopefully he can kind of lead them, be the number one guy for years to come and consistently improve and hopefully at least get some help around him. But I think he, he's an elite level wide receiver, at least for the future for the Vikings. I know Chris loves him. Yeah, our good friend Chris, uh, he talked about it when he was on the episode, big Vikings fan, huge Justin Jefferson fan. Yeah, I definitely think this is a pretty obvious pick. Um, I definitely think there's a bunch of players you could go with, no questions asked. But um, Justin Jefferson, immediate impact, even with Adam Thielen on the other side of the field. And I think that in the end, I know Adam Thielen had a ton of touchdowns last year. I don't think anyone really talked about him too much. But Justin Jefferson right off the rip, 1,400 yards, seven touchdowns. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And I think that it's crazy that thinking about it, now that he was the fifth wide receiver taken off the board, just just thinking about how he performed at the biggest level of college football in the college football championship, like this guy went off against yeah, he Alabama. balled out in the cha- I mean, he balled out in the championship. He exactly. balled out throughout the entire season. Exactly. And again and, and the Eagles, man, and Jalen Rager, are we like are we like serious? But yeah, no, definitely Justin Jefferson. I I think he's in the perfect situation too. Um, whether in the next coming couple of years they want to keep Adam Thielen or not, I think Justin Jefferson will be perfectly suited whether he's, you know, he's with Adam Thielen, whether he's not with Adam Thielen. I think that Justin Jefferson has a very professional demeanor. I think that, you know, he's he's just – I think you could even consider him already a top 15 receiver. I, I mean, that's personally what I'd say. I agree. Um, going into next season, I, that's what I think. But uh, Justin Jefferson, for sure, fits. Uh, I think this one's kind of a given. Uh, I'm going to go with Chase Young. I mean, he's one of the best defensive prospects we've seen come out of college uh, from Ohio State. Um, the guy's a beast. I mean, he had almost eight sacks last season, uh, four forced fumbles. 
Uh, I, I think he's going to be a great player for that defense. And that defense has already proven. I mean, they got a lot of good guys coming in too. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, he won defensive rookie of the year. That was a given as well. I mean, he's a, yeah, he's a beast. I think he's, he's going to have a great career. And if, if he stays with the, uh, the football team as well. Yes, of course, the football team, which football team? No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think Chase Young is probably besides Justin Jefferson, the easiest choice to make here. Coming out of college, he was one of the most highly touted prospects that we've seen in a long, long time. You know, we didn't stop hearing about his physicality, his endless motor, and excessive other things. And he's just, since Ohio State, he's been a beast. Mm -hmm. And he got eight sacks, you said, this past season? Yeah, seven and a half sacks to be got seven. He got seven and a half sacks this past season. It's his rookie year, and we're not even talking about the amount of, you know, pressures he had. And I don't think people really understand how pressures work, but – that's extremely important. And on top of the QB hits, on top of the forced fumbles, on top of the fumble recoveries, I mean, it, it, he covers every every statistic that there possibly is. And I think he's in the perfect situation with the football team. Their whole defensive line, I'm pretty sure, is all former first-rounders. And not one of them really like stands out, in my opinion, outside of Chase Young. But the thing is, is that they're all just good at their respective – Place they up. work well together too they work, yeah they work well together and that that's the most important thing and with the football team I, you know who knows what their future is because there's still some unsettled things within their organization talking about their team name talking about you know all the challenges they had to face in terms of you know the backlash they got for their former name um so yeah but i think i think chase young is definitely he's definitely a good pick for this so for me I have Antoine Winfield, and I'm not going to list off any of his stats or anything, but I love Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, rookie season wins the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers, has a major impact in the playoffs. He just, like his dad, and unfortunately his dad, you know, had a lot of problems with injuries, but Antoine Winfield Jr., he's just, he's a great athlete, and he's a, and he's a vocal leader too. And that's why I really like him. I think that no matter what the future holds with the Bucks, I mean, we don't know if Brady's going to play one more season. We don't know if he's going to play 10 more seasons. Who knows at this point? But <laughs> but this team is set up for the future regardless. They've signed a lot of really young people. They have a lot of really young talent, and they have a lot of um, people under contract even, you know, for when Brady might retire. Who, again, who knows? That That's the big question here is when, when is Brady retiring? Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of banking on when he's going to retire and then when they're going to have to sign somebody to. So. Exactly. But regardless, that defense is set up for success. That, you have – That defense is elite. It's, it's very elite. They have, in my opinion, in my opinion, they have the best linebacker duo in the league with Levante Davis Easily. and Devin White. I'm a big fan of Devin White. Devin White is a dog. He's a dog. He's so good. Um, I've liked him since he came out of LSU. Big fan of him. Yep. Um, but it's just that defense overall is set up for success. And, you know, when you think about a defense, you're thinking about the linebackers, you're thinking about the corners, you're thinking about the defensive ends. But do you really think about the safety? No, but that's the thing. I think that that gives Antoine Winfield a chance to prove himself, whereas it's not – that defense does not have to rely on their pass rush considering how good their secondaries performed, you know, these – or this past season and I think Antoine Winfield is just a big part of that and and just the fact that he was able to play the way he did during the playoffs it's it's just fantastic so he definitely he had some iffy moments in the regular season but when playoffs came around he definitely bought out it was a huge factor for them yeah for sure for sure all right so last one for this segment the most over I'll let either of you take this one the most overhyped player in the NFL is I can go to Z if you want yeah um, you got it some Steelers fans might not agree with this uh and some Michigan State fans might not agree with this but I think Le'Veon Bell is very overhyped and I personally do not like his attitude I don't like him as a player uh you know he came out of Michigan State he had a couple good seasons with the, the Steelers um you know when he I remember watching him, you know, hit them in the Patriots, always went at it in the playoffs. He never performed well, whether, he, you know, he got hurt in the first quarter, he played the whole game. He can never put up good numbers in the playoffs. I don't think he's a clutch player to find. He then went to the Jets after pretty sure opting out of the season because he didn't get a contract. Um, he had an awful year with the Jets. I mean, given the Jets are not the best team in the NFL, but then, you know, I think he's a free agent right now. He's technically on the Chiefs. He didn't really do much on the Chiefs. They have a pretty good backfield, though. 
But um, I, I, I think he's very overhyped, and I don't think he'll be in the league much longer, even though he's, he's relatively young. He's 29, but I think he's a, uh, he's a big bust. So I had to go away for a brief second to get my dog to stop barking. Uh, I'm assuming we're talking about Le'Veon Bell. Yes, I think Le'Veon Bell overrated. Perfect match. I don't. I he got the luxury of having a great offensive line in Pittsburgh, and just a an overall support a great team overall. That's when Ben Roethlisberger was still performing at a very high, very high level. Sure. And Antonio Brown before the CTE kicked in. (laughs) <laughs> and you could even say Juju on his rookie year. Obviously, he's declined since, but still, the offense at that time was fantastic. And you could say even before Juju was on the team. And don't get me wrong, in the, in that period, Le'Veon Bell had some phenomenal seasons. There's no yeah, argument. Sure. He, had, he, had, he had two or three years where he was he was solid. Yeah. And now he just when he plays like like when he went to the Chiefs, everyone was like, "Oh my God, Le'Veon Bell to the Chiefs." I'm sitting here thinking like. I don't think it's really going to be that great. Like, I don't think they're going to use him all that much. And they really didn't. And it's just, he looks so much slower now. He just, so, and yeah, I'm pretty sure he is a free agent now. And I'm just like, not, I'm not, I've, I've never really been sold on Le'Veon Bell since, since uh, he left the Steelers. So he's never really performed for me in like, obviously he's had, he's had a couple of games, like you said, but for me, he's never really performed in that high level game when they made the playoffs. He's, they never were able to get, I don't think they ever got to the conference championship with him. I'm pretty sure they only got to the division around with him. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not sold on him. Jay-Z? And you kind of mentioned it, another Steelers player, Juju. I'm a huge fan of him. I love his personality. But ever since A.B. left and he became the number one, he kind of hasn't been able to perform as a number one. In the year with A.B. at 1,400 yards, but that was as the number two option where he wasn't getting doubled a lot or or shadowed. But once A.B. left, he had 500 yards and then 800 yards, which to me, in an offense that is heavily passed with Big Ben throwing upwards of 40, 50 times a game some games, he's not putting up the numbers he should. He's not getting open like he should. And I don't think I don't think he's a, a typical number one, personally. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I'm not a big, big, big fan of Juju. However, I will say that the Steelers contract, the one year, $8 million, I think that's a very fair contract. I think that's definitely a hometown, hometown discount because he was being offered more money elsewhere. Um, but I don't – I think the contract value and what his potential is, is is fair. But I do think that if the Steelers keep running him the way they have been with all these underneath routes and not really anything creative. Like he, I feel like he doesn't go more than five yards. It's always underneath Yeah, because he, he is very good running after the catch, but he's, uh, I think he has a lot more talent than what, what he shows. Um, but I do think that he, he's definitely a little bit overhyped considering what he did his, his rookie year. And I think that's a clear sign that he's meant to be a number a number two wide receiver because the moment he took the throttle to be the number one wide receiver, he, he immediately dropped he drops down. significantly. Yeah, yeah, he drops down to the second slot again because I would uh, I'm assuming people think Deontay Johnson is better, and I would agree with that. And I also think that Chase Claypool is now. better. Yeah, um, but I do think that he's in a decent situation with the Steelers. Regardless, I think that he'll do what he needs to do. But I do think there's. Uh, like I said, good value for the contract, but in terms of, you know, what you want from a wide receiver, you want these a thousand from a number one specifically, you want these a thousand yards. Especially especially in that offense that is so pass heavy. Yeah. Because James Conner never panned out. Yeah. Um, Totally agree. Um, Yeah. I don't really have many thoughts on Juju. I think that, that, you know, with the whole TikTok thing this past season, I think that people have kind of swept him under the rug. I was going to say, like, I, I think he needs to – like, some people might not think about it, but I do think he needs to focus on football a little bit. I mean, he's, I agree. he's TikTok and he's dancing on logos. I don't agree with that. Like, I, I think it's stupid. He's on YouTube. Obviously, it's cool that he has an outside life. I mean, you can't hate on him for that. But I don't think he focuses on football near as enough. Yeah. Uh, no, I totally agree. I think that it's totally fine to do something like that with your outside life 100%. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But – when you start taking that those pieces of your outside life and pushing them into your professional scenery, I think that becomes a little much, especially 
especially the dancing on the logos like that that's too much that's i think it's just, i think it's very disrespectful I, I think it is as well i think that's just something you don't do and maybe in his head it was just oh it'd be cool to you know do this tiktok on every in the middle of every nfl stadium and maybe that's what he saw it as but to other teams that yeah, to me that's very disrespectful you don't you don't dance on the logo i mean we mm-hmm. we saw what happened with tia right when mm-hmm. he went to go to the cowboys yeah. store, he got absolutely blasted by another player so yeah. for me I think I'm just going to go with the obvious. A lot of people probably won't agree with this, but it came down to two people, but I'm leaning towards Lamar Jackson. Look, look, look. I'm hearing you out. I'm hearing you out. Um, I'm not a Lamar Jackson hater. I, mm. I think that he's a very nice guy. He seems very humble. I'm not, again, he seems like a good person. And don't get me wrong. He's, he's, he's so explosive, very talented when it comes to him running the ball, but that's the problem when I want a quarterback and other people might disagree when I want a quarterback, I want a quarterback who can run, not a running quarterback. There's a difference. A running quarterback is somebody like Lamar Jackson. A quarterback that can run is somebody like Mahomes. Huge. Josh Allen too. Josh Allen too. Yeah. And I just think about it in the playoffs. Okay. Like we're in the playoffs, we're in the playoffs. What are you going to do when your team is down by, I don't know, let's say 10 points in going into the fourth quarter and you expect Lamar Jackson to try and throw the ball? Mm-hmm. Now, look, he won MVP. A two-minute drill even. Yeah, exactly. In two, when was it, 2019, he won MVP, right? Yeah? Yeah. Yes. In 2019, yes. he won MVP. He had 36 touchdowns, six picks. He had a great season and, and had 1,000 rushing yards on top of that. But the way the Ravens offense was schemed that year, just it melted perfectly. It was perfect for Lamar Jackson. But once that scheme is not entirely flawless, like it was his past season, you saw the flaws in Lamar Jackson's game. He's not a great passer. He's just, he's not. And, you know, the Ravens are 100% a playoff team. Their defense is very good. And I still think that their offense is good, Mm -hmm. but, in a situation where you need your quarterback to throw, I think at the bottom of my list, I would not want Lamar Jackson there. They also need a wide receiver for a little bit. I mean, Hollywood Brown yeah. is Hollywood Brown is not gonna not gonna win you big games. And also, I think like when you were talking about that scheme, that scheme completely changes in the playoffs. And as you can see, I mean, it changes. I mean, he has not performed the best in the playoffs that we've seen. So it's a whole different game in the playoffs. And I think he needs to. Uh, I think they need to surround him with better weapons and. They really need him to throw the ball. They want him to prove himself. Yeah. Jay-Z, you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I agree. He has Mark Andrews, who I think is a very good tight end. Yeah. But other than that, he's he, he just not a – I would love to see him succeed because I think he's a great guy, but it's tough when you're a strictly running quarterback pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. So that's going to be it for this segment. We got one more before we get to the Patriots. So this is called Satisfying Signings, and we are going to be picking two signings each that we think were not only a perfect match for the team, but also a perfect match for the player. You like that? You like that? So someone can go first. Does not matter. Um, I got this. You got it. So me and Jake both picked one for the Patriots and one for another team. So the one for a different team, I'm going to go with Joe Tooney for the Chiefs obviously a former Patriot. And anytime you get a, a, a good offensive lineman to protect your franchise quarterback in Mahomes, I think is a great signing. Um, it, it is a hefty contract, I believe five year, 80 mil. Yes. I think. Yeah. But for that level of player, I think it's worth it. And to protect your $500 million quarterback, I think it's just going to be a good thing for them. He's led up, if I'm reading this right, he's led up zero sacks in his career. Yeah. Um, which he's obviously a, a great lineman, and Mahomes being who he is will benefit from this. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think it is a very hefty contract, but I also think that he's a very proven offensive lineman at this point in his career. I think that it's okay for the Chiefs to overspend considering they cut Eric Fisher and they also cut Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell Schwartz I'm a little more shocked about. Yeah, um, yeah but they needed to find replacements and Tooney's not necessarily a replacement because he's a guard and they lost both their tackles, um, but they're going to make it work. You know, that obviously they're not going to want Mahomes just in pain. No, the, Andy Reid will find a way. Exactly. So I think this was definitely a necessity. I think that for the chiefs, they're getting their guy, they're protecting their, like you said, their $500 million quarterback. And I think it's also, 
I think it's also really good for the um, or for Tooney himself because he he went from being on a Super Bowl team with the Patriots to staying with the Patriots and then kind of having a down season as soon as Brady left. Yep. And I think that that it definitely hurts the Patriots, but I don't necessarily think the Patriots were wanting to resign him unless it was for a much, much smaller contract, which is understandable considering they had other places to address. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's very great for Tooney. I think he's getting great money. And I think, you know, him being again in the winning atmosphere is, is very healthy for him. Um, so I definitely like this pairing. Uh, Jake, you want to go? Yeah. Uh, I'll do the Patriots one as well. Um, you know, I was kind of stuck between this one, but between Hunter Henry and Jonathan Smith, I mean, they're both good. Hunter Henry's a little more proven, but um, I like Jonathan Smith to the Patriots. I mean, having a uh, an underrated tight end, tight end position for me is huge. I mean, you need a player that can catch the ball, but that can block as well. And I think Jonathan Smith can do both that. Um, he hasn't had, you know, the greatest three years in a, for his career, but, uh, you know, as you were talking about before, they, you know, they don't really have a pass-heavy team with the Titans. Ryan Tannehill is not necessarily the best passer that we've, we've seen. So, you know, especially with Derrick Henry in the backfield, one of the best running backs in the league. So I think uh, I think the John Smith signing was, uh, was pretty good, a good start to rebuilding the offense. Yeah, I definitely like this. I think that what the Patriots lacked last year on their offense was a spark plug kind of, mm-hmm. you know, kind of player. And I think that you wouldn't really necessarily go to tight end for that position unless you're obviously signing a guy named John Smith. I mean, Johnny Smith can pretty much do everything. I've seen him make crazy contested catches in the end zone in the playoffs. I've seen him run jet sweeps and get plenty of plenty of yards off of it. Yep. He's he's a very explosive player. I think that's it's a perfect match for the Patriots. I think pairing him with Hunter Henry, especially, is just that's going to be a lethal duo pen, pending Hunter Henry's health. I'm a big fan of Hunter Henry, but he does get injured kind of often, yeah. um, at least as of recently, but. John Smith and and I think the best part is now they re-signed Cam and uh, we'll we'll let you get into that later, Fitz. But yes, please. But I think that if they're riding with Cam, I think that the reason why they put more money into a tight end rather than a wide receiver is because all those years in Carolina did did Cam Newton really ever have some crazy elite wide receiver? No, but he always had prime Greg Olson. Yeah, which is a very Wilson. consistent player. player. Exactly. A lot of people under underrate him when he was when he was playing with them too. Exactly. Greg Olson was very very good with Cam Newton. They were very good friends beyond that, but in terms of football, it was they had phenomenal chemistry. And Greg New or Greg New and Greg Olson wasn't the most explosive player, but he was just so consistent. So I think giving, I mean honestly, two options at tight end, giving Cam Newton two tight end options, I think. I think that's a very, very, very good move. Um, So I definitely like that. For me, I think my first one is going to be John Johnson. I think this was a phenomenal signing for the Browns. I think that it wasn't exactly a very hefty contract. I don't think safeties really go for all that much. But the Browns defense ranked 32nd bottom of the league in safety efficiency last season and yards allowed multiple categories they were the worst in terms of their safety's performance and i think john johnson a proven safety he's been a pro bowler he's been absolutely phenomenal throughout his career so far honestly underlooked at some points uh was great with the rams and i think this is exactly what the browns needed to do they needed to go get a guy on on their defense for safety the safety position i know they what's his name ronnie harrison uh, they draft they not drafted they traded him for him from the Jaguars prior to last season because they had so many holes in their safety position and he didn't exactly pan out so they go and get a guy this offseason John Johnson who's absolutely phenomenal again I think that for safeties he's getting paid pretty good uh, and I think Johnson's very happy about that now it's definitely interesting for him go, <laughs> going from Los Angeles to Cleveland that's a big scenery change um but the Browns are becoming a winning team. That defense is it, – it's above average, I'd say, and I think that that John Johnson could definitely propel them a little bit more forward with his performance, at least if he continues his career the way he has. Um, but I think for, for the Browns, most importantly, that defense has to be good in order for that team to, to thrive. So Definitely. I think yep. that's definitely a great signing. Yeah, I agree. All right. Who's next? Um, I'll do my Patriots one. 
Um, I'm going to go with Nelson Aguilar. Obviously, they signed him as long as, as well as Kendrick Bourne to kind of give Cam some weapons. Um, I don't think he's the most explosive guy. I don't think he's going to put up great numbers, but I think pairing him with, like I said, Bourne and hopefully Edelman back healthy along with Smith and Henry could be a, a viable option for Cam to throw to. Um, he's had some decent years, none crazy. He obviously won a Super Bowl with the Eagles a few years ago. Um, and I think he can be a decent player, honestly. Yeah, I think he turned around his career a little, at, at the very least, a little bit. But I, de- I definitely think he, in a solid way, he turned his career around last season with the Raiders. I think that that what he he didn't necessarily go out of his way to do crazy things with the Raiders. He did what he was brought there to do. He just performed, and that's all there was to it. He didn't have to try and do extra. I mean, they had drafted Henry Rugg, but obviously his rookie season wasn't, you know, the best. Yeah. But, and I think that the Patriots are doing exactly what the Raiders did and they're bringing in Aguilar and they're saying to him, we just need you to do what you need to do. You don't have to go above and beyond to try and get this team, you know, to the playoffs or anything. Obviously his mindset is probably that, but I think that again, a lot of, a lot of these weapons that the Patriots are getting are fantastic, but it's so dependent on Cam Newton's performance. And again, we will get to Cam Newton in a little bit. Yes, we will. We just need to kind of see where that goes. But I, I like that. I like that. I like. I also think Belichick, Belichick can find a way to make these receivers get to the highest of their, like the highest potential. Yeah, he'll yeah. find a way to push them. I agree. Yep. All right, Fitz. Um, and this one's also obvious. I talked about him before already. Uh, I love the JJ Watt, uh, free agency signing to the uh to the Cardinals. I mean. What can you hate about that? He's 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 one of the, the greatest defensive ends we've seen. He's had a great career, um, great guy as well. He's playing alongside Chandler Jones. I mean, that's a great match for him. It's a great match for the Cardinals. Um, that division is going to be very scary. I mean, that might be – they could be up there with the Rams' uh, defense. As you talked about, Colin, possibly the best defense we've seen in a couple of years. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a perfect match for them. I, I do. I mean, Chandler Jones uh, – J.J. Watt, I think it's perfect. Yeah, I definitely like it, too. I think that, you know, again, with his health, I think if he stays healthy, this is a great signing. It's not an entirely expensive contract either. I think that he went to the Cardinals because, obviously, that's where DeAndre Hopkins went. Now, obviously, I can't say for sure whether it's a fact or not. He went there because of DeAndre Hopkins. But I think it's a really good signing because the Cardinals are not only looking for – you know, someone to be impactful in the defense, but they want a guy who's been a very, very common face in the league. And what J.J. Watt brings outside of, you know, good football play is just good personality as well. He's – I don't know what the term is. I don't know why it can't come to my head, but he's just – he's a class act, 100%. And I think I already mentioned that before, you know – what he did with the hurricane when it hit Houston and how much money he raised. I mean, he's such a selfless person and it, it's, it's good for the, you know, for the Cardinals organization. I think that's why it's great for them on top of him being a good player for JJ. Watt, I think it's good because even though he's not making a ton of money, it's a position that the Cardinals have lacked for a, you know, a while since I believe Calais Campbell was on the, the Cardinals and Darnell Dockett and, you know, since they've been gone, their their defensive line has been so, so weak. So I think that – or well, outside of Chandler Jones, obviously. But I think that adding J.J. Watt at least gives that team some sort of presence that they haven't had in, in, a, in a long time. Yep. Jay-Z? I agree. I mean, we, we, we've seen what he's done in his career. And if he can continue at least some level of that, he'll, he'll be a great signing for them. All right, and then the last one for this, I've got Kenny Galladay. I think this is the best free agent signing of the entire offseason so far. I think it makes the most sense in terms of compatibility. I think that what the Giants have lacked is a red zone threat, a deep ball guy – not a deep ball guy, but a contested catch person. And while they did sign Kyle Rudolph too, and I mentioned how I like that signing, Kenny Galladay with the Giants is just – it's exactly what I wanted to see happen if – the and in the Giants' perspective, if they wanted to see, you know, they they took Daniel Jones with a sixth round or not sixth round, a sixth overall pick on a guy from Duke, 
And, you know, we didn't know what expectations were. I don't think anyone really saw that happening. I think I thought they were set on Dwayne Haskins. And, you know, honestly, at this point, good thing they didn't draft him. Yeah. Um, but I think this is exactly what the Giants needed. Uh, when I was talking to our friend Gavin, who's a big Giants fan, I was telling him that they would probably sign him between, you know, somewhere between 18 to 19 million. And that's exactly what they did. Um, it's just perfect. It's perfect. Now I know Galladay had a, a little, you know, an injury riddled season last season, but we've seen what he can do when he's not injured. I mean, he's, he's just physically gifted. He makes absolutely insane catches and it was very reminiscent in Detroit of Calvin Johnson. Now, before anyone goes crazy, I'm not comparing him to Calvin Johnson. All right, relax. He's not Calvin Johnson, but he has those tendencies. And that's why I like this signing so much. You give Daniel Jones a a target that he can be confident every time he throws it up, you know, and on top of that, God is, you know, he's a good route runner. I think the giants, you know, they had some money to spend. This is a, you know, this perfect place to do it. And this offense could really come full circle. You have, you know, I think if Evan Ingram doesn't get cut, maybe Kyle Rudolph can show him a thing or two and hopefully Evan Ingram can stop dropping every single pass and fumbling every ball. But, you know, you got Ingram, you got Kyle Rudolph, you got Darius Sling, your deep guy, you got Sterling Shepard who can take stuff underneath and Galladay who's just going to be all over the field probably. And then Saquon, you know, this offense could be very lethal. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, But I think that's, that's it for our two segments. So the best part of this entire episode, the Patriots segment. To save the world. Yeah. Tom Brady could do that. Tom Brady could do that. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions. You guys will give me your thoughts. All right. Sound good? Sound good. All right. So for both of you, how did you guys become Patriots fans? Um, I became a Patriots fan by a very weird way. I, uh, I was three or four years old, and I still have it hanging up in my room, actually. Um, so I was in Macy's, and I, my favorite color is blue, and I love the colors of the Patriots colors. So I – uh. My, I, I like this Brady jersey that I saw on the uh, on the rack, and my mom bought it for me. And you know, ever ever since then, I was a huge Patriots fan, a huge Brady fan, and I think Jay Z can agree. I mean, I think this is why me and Jay Z love football so much because of Tom Brady and because of what he did yeah. in football, outside of football. You know, he's just he's one of the he's he's the best we ever seen, and he, you know, he's he's just a great guy outside of football. And I think uh, I think me and Jay Z both just the reasons why we love football so much yeah my um you know my parents were never the biggest football fan so um it, i didn't really get into a team when i was like like born into a team i would say but i had family up in the new england area up in connecticut that i remember watching games when i was little and i just i saw brady and i just fell in love with him yep. just an amazing player to watch yeah, very similar to how I felt about Drew Brees, so I totally understand. Yeah. I think no questions asked. Like you said, Jake, 100% the best player I've ever seen. I don't want to hear anyone arguing with that. Please don't. It's not even up for debate. It's disrespectful to argue that. Yes. I totally agree. Yep. So, either of you, have you been to a Patriots game before? Yeah. Uh, I've been to one, actually. Um, and I've also been outside of one. So I, I started by going outside of one because uh, we are coming home from the New England region. My brother goes to, uh, went to college up there. So um, we saw a game and the atmosphere is insane. It's, you know, you go in Boston, you have all the stadiums, and then you drive about 10 minutes out to Foxborough, and it's just in the middle of nowhere. It's just a massive stadium. It's got a strip mall outside of it. And, you know, the game's, the game's a, it's a good atmosphere to see. And it's also insane to watch uh, – you know, Gronk, Edelman, Tom Brady play too as well. For sure. Yeah, I, I've not been to a game, unfortunately. I've never been to a pro football game. I've obviously been to college football games, but uh, that is one of my biggest regrets is to not see Brady play in a Patriots uniform. Yeah, that's all right. At least you got to watch him on TV. It's, you know, nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's for where we live. It's not exactly the most convenient thing. I, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to have gone to New Orleans and see a Saints game, but you yeah. know, not everyone has the time or resources to do that. So it's extremely understandable, but you know, you still show your passion and in Patriots football. So there's absolutely not a problem with that. When when Tom Brady was there as well, the tickets were, were not cheap as well. You know, you could, oh, for sure. the cheapest ticket you could find was like almost $400 there. So it's not really the ideal situation either. Yeah. Extremely pricey. I think that goes for that with a lot of football teams that are, you know, very high end markets. Yeah. Um, so 
currently and historically, who would you guys say is your favorite player? Um, I mean, I think outside of Brady, I would say at least I'd have to go with Gronk. I think everything he was in his prime, just unguardable, amazing at blocking, and just his personality. Even when he retired for the one year and went to Fox to do the broadcasting, he was just such a charismatic guy and so likable that uh, I just I, I fell in love with him too. Yeah, you, you can't hate on that guy. I mean, he's no. he's probably one of the most liked players in the NFL. So, for sure. all, um, and, uh, currently, Jay Z. Currently on the team. Oof. I know that's tough right now, but you had to pick. Something. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm high on Damien Harris. I think he'll be the number one for hopefully years to come. He obviously went to Bama too. Huge fan of him. He was a loved player at Bama, but I, I think he's a very good running back, and I. He had some really good games last year, and I'm, I'm hopeful for him for the future. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's- um, historically, I'm going to have to go with Tom Brady as well. I mean, I that's the reason why I got into football. And, you know, it's watching him still on the Bucks is one of my favorite things to do. And, you know, when I see him retire, as Colin saw Drew Brees retire, it's probably going to be very, very hard to watch to watch football without your your favorite player. And, the you know, the, the person who made you love the game the most. So, um, so yeah, Brady's definitely my historical, historically favorite player. And then current player, um, J.C. Jackson. I'm going to have to go with J.C. Jackson. I'm very high on him. Uh, you know, he had, for me, he was the second-best cornerback in the league last year. Some people may not agree with that. Um, Shout-out to Jeff, who thinks Jalen Ramsey is the top two. I just highly disagree with that. And uh, so, yeah, I, I lo- love J.C. Jackson. He performed well when Gilmore was out to injury, the knee injury, uh, COVID. He, he guards some of the best receivers. So, yeah, I'm very high on J.C. Jackson. Man, man, no love for Edelman, man. I, I could, I, I love Edelman. Don't get me wrong. I got his jersey too, but I had to say somebody that's. I'm just playing. A little younger. Yeah, of course. I, I like Edelman too. Um, so now, first season without Brady. It was rough. How do you guys think it went? What are your seven, thoughts? seven and nine? Not used to, not used not, to not playoffs. I not, have not to used say. To not <laughs> Um, I think there were some good signs. Like Jake said, J.C. Jackson was definitely a, a very good sign, especially I don't know what's going to happen with Gilmore. I don't know if he's going to leave. We, we've talked about this, me and Jake, a little bit. But if J.C. Jackson definitely been a good sign, Damian Harris has been a very good, positive note. But um, Cam Newton, uh, we're not a huge fan of him. You do not have. It's time. I, you guys can lay it all out. There. I'm not going to lie. You know, I talked to Jay-Z when this first happened. We both said it was an okay signing. It was a higher risk, higher reward. That's the biggest thing I said, higher risk, higher reward. And, you know, he's one of the greatest running quarterbacks we've seen. He's one of the best built players that we've ever seen. But we also talked about this earlier with Lamar Jackson, that we don't – not a huge fan of running quarterbacks. And Cam Newton cannot throw the ball. I understand <laughs> – I understand if you sign him for the one year, you know, he comes back from injury. He had an MVP season a couple of years ago, Super Bowl run. Then you sign him again. I love their free agency, what, what the Patriots have done. They spent all this money. They have not spent money in so long. And then you sign Cam Newton. I hate this signing. I do not think he should start. And I will talk about that when I get to who I want in the draft. Um, but yes, I think he's a good leader. I think he's a good person. I'm not high on him. He cannot. I had to, and he will not win us a playoff game. I had to pull up these stats from last year, and that I, I didn't know the exact. He had a lot of rushing touchdowns, but eight passing touchdowns to ten interceptions just is not winning you games. They will not get it, you to the playoffs, especially in our in that division. That's just I, getting better. I think our division is very good now. I mean, the Bills are. You could argue they're a top two team in the league, top three team in the league. So, and obviously the Dolphins are upcoming, and Yes, Colin, I hate this Cam Newton signing, and I think it's – I think it was very stupid to sign him back. Forgot I was still muted because we're doing this <laughs> Zoom. But, um, Logan, I said this when they originally signed him because I saw all these Cam Newton for MVPs, Cam Newton for MVP. He's yeah, no. going to be comeback player Stop. of the year. You can't – yes, he was great at running. He broke records. He's one, of the be- he's one of the best running quarterbacks we've seen. For sure, but once his body became de- deteriorated, he's, he's declined, and I think he did. He still had some rushing yards and some rushing touchdowns last year, for sure. For sure. 
but he can't throw the ball, and that's what a quarterback's supposed but he, to do. Yeah, he single-handedly, he single-handedly it, lost some of the it, games last year. We have all these assets and all these weapons now, and we're going to ruin that, and they're, we're going to ruin that with Cam Newton starting this year. He cannot throw the ball. And, you know, Nelson Aguilar, as Jason talked about, it's a good signing. I like him. He had a good season with the with the Raiders. He, Not too expensive either. Yeah, exactly. So, and we're going to ruin that with Cam Newton being there. I mean, I'm not high on him at all. I, I remember this was the uh, the Bills game last year. I forget what week. And they was they were still fighting for the division. Like they, they were, they were still. If they won that game, would have been would have been a close finish. And he, it was fourth quarter, last drive. He fumbles the ball, just yep. running. I, I don't even think he got touched. Nope. Fumbles the ball and lost the game. And I, he had some good games last year. I will admit that Seahawks game. Daisy, we yes. saw we saw that in the Seahawks game. We should have beat the Seahawks. We yeah, should. They were they were. Arguing. That was a good. That was a good game out of him. I will admit. But were, when it came down the to the team. end, he he didn't score. Dude, and you could also see Belichick and them did not rely on him to throw the ball. They wanted him to run, and it was like the Seahawks Patriots Super Bowl. It was a stupid mistake. Obviously, a lot bigger mistake by the Seahawks, but it was a it was a very stupid mistake to have him not throw the ball. And yeah. I, I I don't like him. I don't like the signing at all. I agree. I I just don't like Cam Newton. I don't think he's he's just I, not good. He's not. He's a good person. He does good things with his camps. You know, I think he does good for the community. But he, you gotta, especially in the Patriots system, we're a winning system. He says he understands our system. He should not be in the system right now. Yeah. I do agree. I die. just have never been a I, big fan of Cam Newton. Maybe some of that stems from me being a Saints fan back when he was on the Panthers and he was doing well. But once he started declining, I just think you could tell like, the man can't throw the ball anymore. Um, all right. So the next question was going to be better or worse than you thought. So, I mean, you guys can answer that, but I'm assuming it's, it's I think kind of it- just right in the middle. I was going to say, like, I'm, I honestly more, am more on the – I'd say the better side. I mean, we had – we lost Tom Brady. Any team that loses Tom Brady, you're going to you're gonna decline. You lost eight defend, I think eight defenders opted out. You lost Gronk. You lost Edelman to injury, Gilmore to injury and COVID. Hightower opting out hurt us very badly. Chung opting out hurt us very badly. So, I mean, I think there were some good games. I think Jay-Z can agree that – yeah. You know, we showed some good light, especially playing some of the, the best teams in the league. And that Seahawks game it ended up in the loss, but that was a good game. We should have won that game. And they're, uh, so I think it was slightly better than I expected. I did not expect them to do good at all that season. Yeah, I, I didn't expect much. With Cam signing there. So uh, I think there's some light. Okay. Okay. Um, so. I mean, we've kind of already touched on, you know, like you were talking about J.C. Jackson and his performance this past, this past season, and obviously that's a positive takeaway. Uh, negative takeaways, you could say Tom Brady, but if you guys, you know, like losing Tom Brady, but and obviously Cam Newton's performance. But if you guys have any additional thoughts, feel free. Um, I mean, re-signing, we'll talk about some of the signings. Uh, getting, you know, Hightower back from – you know, he opted out last year. It would be huge. The signing of Kyle Van Noy. He had some very good years for the Patriots. Um, I mean, the defense is still good. They got the weapons they need. I, I, I think I think this upcoming season could be good. I also like that. I think the offensive lineman, uh, was it from the Raiders, Trent Brown, or something like that, that they got, Daisy? And he I was also like yeah. the prior. He was on there before. He won a Super Bowl. I think he won two Super Bowls with them, I want to say. And the, the rookie guy. Mike Onwenu out of Michigan. He was, rookie, he was a rookie last year. Very good, very good lineman. Yep. Yeah, there's 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 some light and there's some good signings, but there's also some things that we need to cut or trade package and stuff like that. All right. So uh just briefly, any obvious strengths, any obvious weaknesses on the team? Going into next season? Uh yeah. I think um, good. The 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 tight end, both of them, Hino Henry, Johnny Smith, Belichick in the past has Use two tight end formations at a great level with obviously Gronk and Aaron Hernandez when he was on the team, um, and I think even running and and pass game could be beneficial to both of them on the team. Uh, I I'm gonna go with a little couple of weaknesses. I don't think we have the best pass rushing. Me and JD talked about this. 
uh, I know not many people like Jadavion McClowney or Clowney and his, uh, and, you know, his ways and what he, that dirty hit he had in the Eagles. Uh, I also like Melvin Ingram. I did not know that he was a free agent. Yeah, I didn't and, know until yesterday. Either. Yeah, Melvin Ingram is still out there. He's a top 10 free agent. I did not know that. So I think the, in free the signing, agent, yeah, signing yeah, either of them could be. I think our defense is very solid. Uh, Jay-Z also agrees with this. Uh, our safety position is not that good anymore. Devin McCourty, for me, was amazing for us. He's one of the most liked players in New England. But, you know, him and Jason are getting old. Patrick Chung retiring, obviously hurt. I think we signed that – or I think we drafted that Kyle Duggar guy, I want to mm-hmm. say. He's, he I was know, a rookie last year, I think. From like a D2 school or something like that. So, I think we, we need some assets on defense. I mean, offense, we've surrounded Cam with good weapons. So, I think there's definitely some weaknesses on defense, especially with the pass rushing. Gotcha. I could see it. I could see it for sure. So, we, we already touched on a lot of the people that the Patriots signed in free agency from Nelson Aguilar to – two tight ends in Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. Um, is, is there anything else just that, you know, in this back end of free agency you would like to see happen? Yes. Um, I, you got it. Okay. Not many people would uh, agree with this. I think T.Y. Hilton could be a good uh, free agency signing for us. You know, he's a, he's a veteran. He's, a, he's got some speed. He could, you know, he, we've seen him have very good plays at the Colts. And um, I think our offensive line could improve as well. You know, as you talked about, Colin, Eric Fisher, that could be a good signing for us. Um, and uh, the Schwartz guy also, you uh, you did not like releasing. So I think there's a, there's a couple guys that we could still go out and get, but it also depends on how much money we, we, we have left. Yeah, for sure. GZ. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. A pass rusher, as you mentioned before, would be, would be nice. But this team – I think they, they they filled a lot of the needs already this offseason. Yeah. Obviously, the main one being the weapons, the wide receiver, tight end, because the tight end position last year was, was unproductive, awful. awful. Yeah. And, and uh, that was just horrendous. They got no production out of that position. I like the Matt um, on, uh signing as well. Yeah. I think that's a good good start to rebuilding the, the outside linebacker position. Jalen Mills could be – I don't be decent. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I signed, they did not sign him to be a corner, I don't think, because this past yeah, season he, he played safety. So yeah, know. he's listed as a safety. I'm looking. He could give us a little depth, but we've seen him with the Eagles. You know, he gets burnt. He, he's he either, gets burnt a lot. Yeah, he's either you spot know? on or getting burnt every single play. Yeah. Hit or miss. We and we've seen him miss way more than more than he's done good plays. So I mean, I also don't really like his attitude that much, but you know. He, but I think I think he'll benefit more as a safety than he would as a corner. Is he gonna yeah. dye his hair red or blue? I'm gonna go blue. Okay. Go blue. blue. Blue could be interesting. Blue. Okay. The blue goblin. The blue goblin. Hey, he's gonna <laughs> have to change his name. All right. Um, what else do we have? All right. So Fitz, I know you've been eager to talk about this. You as well, Jay-Z. <laughs> what would you like to see happen in the 2021 NFL draft? This is a long shot. I mean oh, Jay-Z. They they have the 15th pick. Yeah, so I don't he, know might drop. He, he might drop. I mean, you, you don't know. And I know Jay-Z is in love with him. Uh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones put up very similar numbers to Joe Burrow. It was just the difference of seeing LSU win the national championship compared to Alabama. Alabama is very similar to the Patriots. They're a consistent team. They win almost every season. Uh, so I think Mac Jones is our guy. Devontae Smith. Uh, I think, was it Jalen Waddle? I think. Yeah, he had Smith they, and Waddle both. Both like Mac Jones. Yes. So I, I think, think he, he he just fits the system of the Patriots. He he's a not very mobile, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Very accurate quarterback with a good arm. And with the weapons that I, I think maybe you play draft him, Cam will start right yeah. away. I'm very confident. Cam will start the season. Play under Cam. I don't think I think Cam as a backup kind of teaching Mac could be beneficial. Yeah, because Cam is a good I – mean, he's he is a good veteran. He's had some good seasons. He could teach Mac, you know, some some things. But the I think Jay-Z both love Mac Jones, and we might have to trade up for him, but that, that might be the problem. I think the only problem with Mac Jones is that he's probably not going to be a six-round pick, specifically pick number 199. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that so is that, true. That might be – He definitely won't He definitely won't drop that low. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think he will either. I uh, definitely see the similarities, not in Brady, but in the Patriots system, how yeah. he could possibly work there. 
Uh, I definitely like that. I don't really see – I think the only other team that I could really see drafting Mac Jones is either the Falcons or the 49ers. Falcons yeah. at four, uh, Niners at 12, yeah. Yeah, but I don't necessarily think that the Falcons would take him at four because that's awfully early for – for Mac Jones. Obviously, this is in college. He had the weapons around him. I mean, don't get me wrong. He definitely had he had the Heisman winner around him. But I think his decision making was very good. He's quick to get rid of the ball. He he'll get rid of it if he needs to. He's not gonna he's not gonna take a big loss like a big sack. Yeah, and he, he's a very smart player. Yeah, I mean Alabama as a college football team is essentially one of the most professional college football teams. Yeah. So he's been in a very professional system, a very NFL ready system, as we've seen numerous Alabama players get drafted in however what the past decade. Yeah. So is this the only problem with the uh the record of Alabama quarterbacks not necessarily succeeding yeah. in the NFLs? But I think Mac yeah. Jones could be could be a uh, you know a little different. I think he's a good fit for our system. Yeah, for sure. All right. So the what else do we have? So are there any players the Patriots should cut, trade, or trade for? Jay-Z, you want me to go? Um, yeah, you got it. All right. So we talked about it before. Uh I would hate this, but I could understand it. I let JD do the other guys. Uh Stefan Gilmore. I would not like to see him cut, obviously. That's that's stupid to say, but we could get a massive trade package for him. He is on the trade block. They're listening for uh for trades for him. You know, if it if it means moving up in the draft, getting a solid player or two, he was the first to win the defensive player of the year as a cornerback since Deion Sanders. You know, when he's healthy, he is the best in the league, and he's proven that. You know, he was hurt last year. He had code last year. So, um, so yeah, I think uh, I think a trade package for Gilmore would be the best uh, fit. Obviously, I would if, that. Yeah, losing him would definitely hurt, but – if you can get a good deal for him, trade up in the draft, yep. it, it could be beneficial. Yeah, it could be, definitely. Especially with J.T. Jackson performing at such a high level. Um, Jay-Z, uh, you all talked about Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, yeah. He, he's an interesting one. The Damien Harris I don't think was – Damien Harris showed that he's the number one guy last year. Michelle yeah. was hurt, I think, most of the year. He – I'm torn on him because he's he's had some really good games, but I think but he's had Harris. I think Harris is their guy. Yeah, and having both of them, I don't I don't think is. I don't think they should have both of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. All right. I definitely like the thoughts that are coming together for the Patriots. I think that you know, considering the free agent signings, things could potentially go well. Um, we don't really we you know we obviously got to see what happens with with uh, the draft, but uh, Fitz, you have another thought. Yeah, uh, and I also think Jay Z is going to hate the Patriots did that. A lot of people were very shocked. Uh, I think it was insanely stupid to give Jason Jackson a second round tender worth worth three point three million. That's very disrespectful. I mean, especially with Gilmore being on the trade block, and you know, Colin, when we talk about that, that second round tender means. They're listening for trades. They're listening for him. And if they do need to give him up, it sounds like they're not going to give him up for a lot. So so what the second round tender does is that if if another team wants to sign J.C. Jackson, they will have to give up that second round pick. And I think to value, especially after last season, to value J.C. Jackson as a second round pick. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't it's think un, it's not fair. I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to be flooding with with numerous first round offers. I think, you yeah, know, for if, sure. there's, if there's a team that has, you know, somewhere between the 28 to 32, somewhere between those first round picks, you know what? Sure. They might, they, they might, might offer that, you know, that's what they might get if they've listed him for a first rounder, but to, to, to go beyond that and just, just make it a second rounder. Like, come on. It's, that's yeah. that's it's disrespectful. He was yeah. so good last year. I don't think there's any arguing against that. He's yep. been he, he's done exactly what he needs to do, whether he's, you know, the CB one or if he's stepping in place for Gilmore, if he's hurt or when he had COVID, stuff like that. To I was very, very surprised at that. I think that's uh, just very shocking. Very, very shocking. Yep. All right. So if things go well, if these signings work out, if things happen to be fantastic in the draft, what is a reasonable prediction for this upcoming season? Would you guys? So, say? I'm looking at the schedule right now. They play the um, 
NFC South, the, the Saints division, as well as the Tom Brady will be in Foxborough next year. That's going to be weird to see. That's going to be very weird. They also play the AFC South? I think it's AFC South. Yes, which two average divisions, I would say. Yeah. I don't think either divisions – I don't think they're the best divisions, but tough games definitely. Um, the division's getting better. Dolphins are getting better. Jets are slowly – who knows what they're going to do. Laughing stock. Yeah, they're – Texans are the laughing stock, I believe, now, and that's who they play next year. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. It, it could go either way. I think it really I think on Cam Newton. I mean, if Cam Newton performs even, you know, slightly better than last year, or, you know, like you said, it pans out well, we get Mac Jones. Um, I could see wild card. I don't think it's going to be a Super Bowl season. I'm not expecting a – No, I don't. I think the Bills, Bills still – We'll win that division. Yeah, I I think wild card is I think wild card is reasonable to say. I think the maximum they get to is the division around, but I I don't know. I I can't see them winning past a wild card. I just I would I just want playoffs honestly. Yeah, that would be my ideal. I think it's a boomer. You know, well, boomer bust really means to rule, but in this situation, I think boomer bust means playoffs. Uh, I yeah. Think, I think they need to make playoffs after after guaranteeing almost a, what two hundred million dollars. That's unacceptable, honestly, if they don't uh, make playoffs next year. I think the yeah. robust in this situation is do the free agency players pan out or yeah. do they not? I think that's yeah. the boomer bust in this situation. Yep. I definitely think that wild card is a very reasonable prediction. I could definitely see, some, uh, you know, like a nine and seven, right? Well, well, now that we have, you know, that extra game, I could definitely see like a like a nine and seven, nine and eight, yeah, ten and seven record somewhere between there. I think that's more than reasonable. Um, I, I, I think that the Patriots season is very up in the air. I think that they're dependent on a lot of different things to happen. You know, again, we still have the draft. We still don't know how that's going to impact the team. But I guess we'll find out, right? Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams that are going to be battling for those wild card spots. There's a lot of teams up in the air in the AFC, in both conferences, honestly. But mm-hmm. it's going to be a definitely a tough push for the playoffs, which yeah. – the Patriots have what it takes, hopefully. But we'll see. Yep. All right, guys. Again, thank you for hopping on the episode. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. I, I love getting these different perspectives. Uh, so, again, thank you. And I just have one last question. Are you down to football?